What's up, everyone? First of all, how are you feeling? Welcome back to the uh, Heart-Headed Podcast, where we talk about feelings, marriage, and what else do we talk about? All kinds of things in between. Our stupidities and, uh, yeah. That is the nature of our relationship. Challenges. I really, I'm excited about this mic right now because it's, it's, it's so much better. So like I can scream and it still won't clip and stuff like that. It's also going to make it easier for me in editing. Yes. Yes. Um, it's been four weeks. Did you guys miss us? Cause we missed you. Um, but for some of you who don't know, it's cause we moved and it's been hectic and boy. Did that challenge our relationship? No, no, I'm kidding. It didn't. No, it didn't really. Well, I'm proud of us. We're not bad. Yeah, actually, we did really well. But it's no, I'm taking this out of a joke or a, a comment that someone put in the video we made about moving and what Instagram. He just said, um, "You want to test your relationship? Oh. M- try moving." Right. So, which I understand because, of course, yeah. there's many reasons why it could be very challenging, you know, f- emotionally speaking, and logistically yeah how did we do you said we did well explain well, yourself it, it's not just moving in r- regards to us because we traveled when we got married so we didn't have any furniture nothing <laughs> zero yes. uh, yeah. we had nothing we kick-started we our really marriage we had nothing uh so yeah we kick-started our marriage we went traveling straight and then when we come back to montreal um we'd have we'd be renting an all-furnished apartment and fully furnished like it's not our furniture and even the kitchen appliances are not ours so minus a few things everything that you is help rented basically yeah minus a few things i had to buy here and there. Yes. i'm sorry you didn't what did i get I me mean, was mostly uh gym stuff <laughs> and gadgets <laughs> yes which i get although it's the, fine except the bar that's something you wanted because because there was there was a gym in the building which we ended up using but sometimes you don't always feel like going out well you needed bands because we were traveling Yes. This was the most practical, practical thing Very to practical. bring with you. Anyway, so yeah. yeah, we had everything was rented, literally everything. So when we finally moved here where we are now, there was nothing. So we have to buy everything. We had to buy our sofas, our bed, our mattress, literally everything you need to live and what you need in your house. Yes, like a regular human being. Yeah. Everything. Well, I mean, it did make moving easier because yeah. you don't have as much. And yet, there was a lot more than we thought. Yeah. Like, we were like, ah, oh, it's not going to take us more than two days. Nothing belongs to us, right? Except clothes and stuff. But the amount of small things we had, like yeah. mugs here, kitchenware there, like the small stuff, uh, um, all kinds of little things. Unpack for the office. everything, new yeah, stuff, yeah. boxes, the number. Um, we had to go to an eco center to recycle the number of boxes mm-hmm. and styrofoam we had. So the point is... Um, I wish we took a picture of the car when we put all the boxes and styrofoam. That would have been funny. Yeah. Speaking of taking Man. a picture, oh. we couldn't fit everything into into the car. It is an SUV, but we couldn't fit everything actually in one drive. And mm-hmm. it was 1 a.m. Oh, yeah. And how far and like, is our new place to where we were? 45 minutes, baby. <laughs> yeah, we hadn't slept at all. Um, well, I mean, like it was what? 1 a.m., 2 a.m.? We're like, all right. We still have like... It was about three quarters, but that 25% was not going to fit. So yeah. I just was quickly thought, I'm like, okay, tomorrow we'll do it. We'll wake up early. We'll dump everything and I'll come back. Because we had to check out by 12. Yeah. So what? We 11. Slept, 
No. Uh, was it 11? 11. Okay. Kind of like hotels. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we did that. We woke up like at 7 after like having 3 hours of sleep. 2 hours maybe even. Yeah. Which is so. fine. We got Mena'ish in the morning. Mm-hmm. Quick thinking. Anyone who doesn't know what Mena'ish is, it's like a thyme pizza. Like flatbread with thyme. Thyme, not a- thyme as in... Tiempo. How how do you pronounce it? <laughs> no, it's time. No, it's time, time but yeah. not time. I know, not time, time like the hour, like time. T H Y M E. Time. Zatar. Um yes, so I came back, we did the whole thing. But this long story short is that we didn't fight. No. We didn't argue. Um the main reason I would say, despite being tired, because when we're tired, you know, you're more prone to being irritable and snapping, whatever. Or misunderstanding stuff. Especially you. Excuse me. Keep going. We don't. We don't scream. All right. If we snap or whatever, we just don't. By the way, we don't scream. That's one big thing we're. I'm proud of is we've never screamed at each other. You don't scream. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're shitting on yourself. No, I mean I have to be honest. No, you never roared. I never did because you never gave me a chance to. So what you're trying to say is, is this to, like a sorry. threat? Is this a warning? It's you're not a threat. It's just that the you, day might come. No, it's just you when, know when you give birth. Can I speak? <laughs> <laughs> when you're with the most laid back person in the world, and I no, yeah. not not a compliment. It's annoying sometimes. That I'm laid uh, back. Interesting. <laughs> laid, not laid back. So zen. Okay. So calm. Explain how that's annoying. Sometimes you just want to scream, mm-hmm. and when the person you're with is. So zen. So collected. You feel like an asshole if you Aww. scream. You know what I mean? <laughs> because you, you lose it and the other is yeah. like... Mm, so I you're understand. just like, oh, especially when, <laughs> I want to shake you. Especially when I show empathy, yes. you know? But we're... He kills you with kindness. Yes. But you know what? Because we're not dysfunctional, this is a good thing. But if it was dysfunctional, you would seek... You know, one of us or both of us would seek the drama to feel like it, yeah. it, it, it it's normal yeah so if the person's answering back or responding with kindness and calm if it's dysfunctional the person's like they'll they'll either get intimidated or they'll leave or whatever mm. and either they'll think it's boring or they'll think it's weird so it's a good thing it is yes. it is a good thing but so, uh, yeah you, you've never screamed don't uh, no. talk like uh, so go back to moving yeah funny enough that day when we were about to move in the morning after our two hours and a half of sleep i said to myself it's gonna be a hectic day today so try not to get mad at every little itty bitty thing that happens currently praying (laughs) and let's laugh about it and be cool about it be zen about it and you know just go with the flow so it's something i i said to myself before the day started and it stayed, you know, because when you think of something in the morning, it stays with you throughout the day, right? So that kind of helped me a little to keep calm and not freak out at every little detail. I'm going to, so anytime there's something you could potentially freak out about, I'm going to use that sentence. Try not to lose it. Try <laughs> no, not no. to, but no, it works when <laughs> I say it to myself, <laughs> not from you. Try to, don't ever do that to your partner. <laughs> Try to be Zen. Ever. All right. No, um, you get okay. the opposite of that. Yes, you made a point I wanted to bring up actually. Um, acceptance really helped we were both yeah. accepting of what the situation was even if everything called for us to lose our cool and that makes a big difference so taking a step back and accepting the situation 
doesn't mean pretending you're okay or pretending you, ha- you you've slept better or pretending you're in a good mood we weren't in a happy mood mm-hmm. we were tired mm-hmm. but we were accepting the situation so it made us um more self-aware yeah and letting yeah. go of anything because like it's okay you know what i mean so yeah i think that was a big part of why we did so well just being accepting i'm like i feel shitty i'm tired i gotta go back but you know what it's fine also we're moving to a much nicer place like thank god for the other one it was great nice place but this is like three times as big so like everything's ours yes it's our stuff and more space yeah that's a big thing oh man the space so just to put you in context we are in a three and a half yes one bedroom one bedroom and uh nice modern like nothing like shitty say the building's nice too minus construction minus construction yeah construction uh, to a townhouse with basement and two floors so and three bathrooms and oh, three we don't have to wait each other bathrooms yeah so yeah and a lot of storage space it's everything and now we have our own gym people mm. hate having a gym in their home because they feel like they're not gonna they're unmotivated and they can't train it's the opposite with me and mark we feel so much more motivated because all it, it's our stuff. It's your own sanctuary. Yeah. Like I prefer to train at home alone. Of course. You don't have to wait for anyone. Yeah. And it's fine because some people like it's the opposite. They feel like they need to train with groups and I hate those not train alone. No, I, I mean. I despise them. Not, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I get that. The main issue for me is, is waiting for people. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean, and yeah. especially when you're in a gym and there's always this obnoxious person that decides to put the music very loud very for loud. themselves yeah and you're like okay or they take forever like they're they're on they do one set and then they're waiting five yeah, minutes yeah. between and you're like okay and you're always you'd always be shy about it like you're like i don't want to be that person that's kind of annoying and i'm yeah. like no mm. sharing is scaring mm. so I, would just, I would just step up and be like can i use this can i share with you mm-hmm. anyway and you have to say hi every time uh, you know yeah. that random nod and smirk that you do it you know, when you walk past someone Not, in yes. the hallway. Nod and smile. So None nice. of that now. Yeah. Because we have our own thing downstairs. Yeah. And you can just wear whatever you want too while you're training because no one else is yes. there with you. I can be barefoot without worrying about <laughs> all kinds of germs from other human beings. <laughs> Remember that guy that was actually barefoot at the gym in our building? Was he barefoot the, or with socks? Barefoot. Barefoot. On the treadmill. On the treadmill, yeah. He was a cool guy. Like, hey, we... But that you was know. a really random thing to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. New place. New space. New mics. New awesomeness. Tiring. Few weeks. Um, we didn't even answer our most popular important question. Yes. We didn't have time. We didn't have time. Now we will. Now. So, you know how we were feeling a month. <clears throat> for a month previously. Uh, but how are you feeling now? I'm feeling great. Yeah. In this new space. I mean, you don't regret it. We live on gratitude every day. Like, that's, a cur- that's our currency every day. Like, yeah. just ka-ching. I'm grateful for this. It's a good exercise, by the way. Mm. Like, gratitude journal, maybe either actually on your phone, on paper, or mentally. Yeah. Um, that's but, something we do before sleeping all the time. Just yeah, that's like our prayer. Saying everything we're grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, feeling very grateful mm-hmm. for this place. Uh, it does need a paint job. Yeah, um, as you can see. For anyone who's watching, there's a really random white spot next to me right now. Yes, on the, the wall. The old tenants left that, but the owner yeah. said because we're renting right now. The owner said uh, 
um, that they'll come paint it. Yeah. And we're still furnishing. Yeah, this room is empty. <laughs> There's nothing. It's our podcast room, but we are planning on getting uh, our nice logo, uh, maybe have it like framed uh, in metal or something. I, I don't know. I have to check on Etsy something who like can that. do it customize it for us or if there's anyone and listening or watching who has the skill and would like to pitch uh pitch their skills or know, know someone mm-hmm. that does a great job we're all ears mm-hmm. send us a uh, form submission on our website <clears throat> uh um, and we also want to get chairs cool chairs yes because like these are squeaky now yeah yeah they're squeaky and it's just temporary but the mic is the best thing we the got. mic is the best thing um the other thing I'm feeling is if there's one thing I can that stayed with me, my favorite comment. I want to just my favorite comment of this week is oh <laughs> yes is yeah. don't tell me that guy because it was a comment I guess from on my side. Don't tell me that guy bought that house with those stupid videos he makes. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite thing. comment. Now that's the thing we just make fun of all the time. Like yes. when we talk, about and it's a it's it's a follower. It's a dude. You go see. It's he follows me. So I was just I'm like either it's a hater or it's like a semi. I like him but not really love him. And I see so this. I think it's stupid, and I'm jealous of his life. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so funny. Thanks to those stupid videos. Look at us, and yeah, thanks to everybody happy. who's uh, been with us on this journey since Absolutely. the very beginning. You guys made this happen. Yes, and we're renting actually. We didn't buy, <laughs> so but regardless, we'll buy when we can. And just to give them context too, what we're paying now is the same thing we were paying in our th- paying oh, in our three and a half less. where we stayed. We're paying less. That's true. For bigger space, minus and... buying all the furniture, but whatever. Still, oh yeah. no, yeah, definitely yes. Yeah. And uh, yes, buying isn't everything. By the way, guys, we're watching this show. How to get rich. How to get rich and no, Ramit... how to live your rich life. No, how to get rich. Oh, yeah. how to get rich. Sorry, Ramit. What is uh... Ramit Singh? I think. No, it's not Singh. Ramit Sethi. I think Sethi or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let me Google it. Yeah, he's 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 like a, a business coach. Gives a lot of advice. And one thing he said that really resonated is he said, "Don't it's don't think that buying is this because it's a status thing. Buying right that you have to buy, uh, otherwise you're a failure or whatever. But right now, this is true for Canada and I think very much for the rest of the world. Interest rates are disgusting. Yep. Okay." um since Vomit. the pandemic and everything everything's just been skyrocketing so even eggs are disgustingly expensive yeah so it's not always the wisest move to buy so if anyone's watching and feels pressured to do buy something like that or any kind of social pressure just remember why are you doing it it's overrated yeah it's awesome to own also define own yeah like this mortgage like, and debt is not actual ownership that's no, something you told me once you're like a mortgage is fine in some sense, but a mortgage is also debt. another debt yes. you're adding to the your The biggest account. debt in your life. People don't look at a mortgage like it's debt when it is. Which is fine yeah. if you know what you're doing, but it's a debt. You owe the bank now. So ownership is a flexible word. Yeah. But anyway, just want to say that. Um, favorite comment? How are you feeling? How am I feeling? That was the longest pause because hmm. I'm really thinking about how I'm feeling I right see. now. Get get into get into the feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like I said, it was a stressful month, hmm. so maybe I'm still trying to like shake off some of that stress from that month. But 
Yeah, like I'm I'm still in in the process of removing it, but I'm I'm not stressed right now. I'm good. I did feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Because we're trying to catch up to everything and all our work. But uh right now I'm in the stage where I'm much better in terms of like getting back on track, you know. Yeah, and I think it would say it took us a few weeks. Yeah. Like because we're not even done furnishing. It's just we're back yeah. in, in more or less our routine. Now. We're we're feeling comfortable in our zone yeah. now. Yeah, because yeah. we have all our stuff and we're back on track with work and we're having more time for conversations and 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 putting our our plans together and starting this podcast which is like after a month so if we're starting to film now we're we're good what's the hardest thing you found for move for moving for moving since getting here forget the other place but here what was the hardest don't tell me spiders oh yeah spiders (laughs) by the way there's a garage by the way yeah there there was so many spiders around like it was really like it was a forest of spiders it's Oh, man, you're put, you're you're giving that image now. Like our place is so shitty. No, no, that's how like we found it. A Halloween uh, haunted house. No, no, it's not that bad. I just discovered many spiders that were like crawling up on the ceiling in the garage only. Yeah. And um. And that hoover that I, shit up. Yeah, I asked Mark to vacuum them, vacuum them all because it's pretty bad. But now there's no more spiders, and I sprayed the whole house because I'm a freak like that. Oh uh, yeah, that was pretty scary. Like. <laughs> All I heard is you got you got that thing that professionals use. Well, yeah. more or less. Yeah, it's like a, a liter of I think a liter. No, more than Whatever. a liter. What it's am a I saying? It looks it's like a big a gallon. gallon. Yeah, of uh, of insect repellent liquid. And it works. It does. Yes. It's really actually. I need to clean the front of our house because oh, yeah. I sprayed on the front porch, yes. like right under the door. Yes. And the liquid stayed there, and I noticed a lot of bugs are stuck there, and it really killed a lot of them, which is pretty nasty. So now I have to clean. You must have been very satisfied, you yeah. insect psychopath. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, um, I know what was the most challenging thing for me. So I'm a neat freak, for some of you who know, some who don't, I am. And I know. <laughs> yes, you know very well, Mark. So um, catching up to cleaning was the most challenging for me especially for a bigger space huh? yeah because it's a bigger space and i wanted to get this done and this done and this done and, and i and i couldn't because you know uh i had to finish other tasks that were more important it's starting to sound like monica like the I'm way you, you're speeding up right now with your speech i am monica she is. she's a monica guy i know <laughs> <laughs> um i mean you know my best friend calls me monica so oh. it's not for nothing but yeah that was the most challenging Okay, what was the best part? The space and our stuff and our bed. Oh man! All oh, the bed. Yeah, we got a Tempur-Pedic bed. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> we, we did it. We went luxurious. I think we're talking too much about ourselves. Um, I mean, we should uh, I mean, start with questions. Why are you making it sound like we're selfish bastards? No, we're not. But I feel like fools. I feel like we should get back on track. Fine. With but we're catching up with them. Podcast. They must be wondering what where have you guys been for the past four weeks. I we're mean, sharing. An aspect of our relationship. You offensive fool. Okay. <laughs> I apologize then. That's right. Um, so a month ago. Yeah. We've asked what the biggest challenge. What is your biggest challenge you're facing right now? We asked that question on Instagram. Yes. And uh, some people came through. And we had very interesting answers. And we're going to mention four of them. 
because I feel like there are four interesting topics we can cover. Did we get questions too? Besides that? Or we had... Uh, um, I remember seeing questions. We did get one question. The other okay. one was more of a comment. Okay. He's like, it's not a question. I just want to say I love your relationship. And for two, you guys play any games? I can hook you guys up with some games you might love to play. Other than that, I love you and stay safe. Love you too, man. God of War. Like, what kind of games? I want to know. Like, can you get us some Grand Theft Auto 6? Or... <laughs> yeah, when I mentioned that to Rita, she lost it. Oh, yeah. I love that game. She's obsessed with that game. I've never played it. Yeah. But I guess I will when it comes out. You should. Um, Especially with rumors saying that there might be a female character. Well, that's been leaked. I think that's... Uh, okay. I am so happy about that. It's about time. I mean, I know they're criminals, but you know what That's I right. mean. That's right. It doesn't matter. Like, it's about time. And they said, what, it's going to be like a Bonnie and Clyde? Uh, I'm not sure. I think uh, you, from what I saw, you could just play a lead character. Right. Who's just, you know, like there's several storylines, yeah. right? I think one of them is the girl or maybe even more than one. Yeah. And so. Grand Theft, like Grand Theft Auto V, it was three characters you could switch and I always, when I was playing it, it's fun and everything, but I always said to myself, I'm like, if you can switch between characters, can't you make one of them a girl? You know? Yes. Like, have that option and that liberty, you know? So, I guess they're doing that with six. So, yeah, I would say that game. Hook us up that game. You know what? <laughs> we need to come back to that and talk, how do we manage our game time? Oh, man. Because we have one PS5, we're like, should we get a second one? <laughs> but that's... That sounds silly to some, but that's actually part of like managing your relationship because we're yeah, both gamers. We're... Now she's she's been playing Zelda on another screen. It's like a computer screen. It's a Nintendo Switch, which yeah. you can plug anywhere. There you go. While I was playing God of War, but now she's done. And now she wants to play God of War. And I'm not done playing God of War. And after mm -hmm. God of War, I want to play other things. I want to play Spider-Man because that's coming out. I might want to might play Final Fantasy. I want to play Final Fantasy. There you go. What other games are there that I wanted to really play? Anyway... Spider-Man 1, and then the second one's coming out. So, Hell. do you guys ever get into fights? Anyone who's in a relationship right now and is a gamer, do you get into fights about time management, specifically of game time, or something similar? They either have another console and another TV. That's luxurious, baby. Yeah. Or they split their time. Like, when you it's your it turn, so you're done. Easy. It's oh. not. I mean, it's not, clearly, but you get used to it eventually. I think we're pretty good on that. Yeah um we just like one day you play one day i play yeah yeah because you're not like we're gamers but we're not heavy gamers i mean we could be it's right because we can't afford the time <laughs> because, <laughs> because of work <laughs> yeah but you're not someone you're not a like free gamer like there's gamers that need to play every day it's like they're, like they're a drug at this point you should be making money from that you know? yeah like it should be your work yeah so that's what i'm saying like plus you shouldn't be I mean, if you're not working in it, you shouldn't be playing every day. It depends. It depends on your age, what your lifestyle. Okay, I mean, if you're 16 versus your 40, right. it depends on your lifestyle. Some people can play every day. So whatever you need, other thing you need to do in that day, your partner can game during that time. And then, you know, vice versa. When it's yeah. your time to do another task is the time for the next partner. Okay, that's the, that's the part where I think we need to hold each other accountable. Because, because we're gamers... We can lose ourselves in the game, right? And it's yeah. like just another 30 minutes, another hour, especially when you're doing a lot of exploring and then yeah. it's midnight or it's 1 a.m. And uh, you, either someone needs to, like, well, not at 1 a.m., but let's say earlier, someone needs to cook, someone needs to clean. Mm -hmm. So holding each other accountable is important, I think, 
to make sure we're respecting the time and it's not taking time away from something else that's yeah. important. Yeah. So actually sitting down and having the talk, okay, that day I'm going to game, that day I'm going to cook, that day I'm going to do that. Because yeah. if the talk is not had, it causes clashing for sure. If you don't set up the rules and, and you know, the, 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 I guess the boundaries, yeah. there's nothing to hold yourself accountable to. You got to keep yourself in check, you know, yeah. or it's like 11 p.m. No one's made food. And yeah, shit, yeah. What do we eat, you know? That's the biggest thing. Totally. Just a little little parenthesis yeah. about gaming and relationships. Go well, ahead. Well, speaking of uh, questions, I did have someone here uh, send us a question on a form. I'm from the United States of Spanish Spanish heritage. Spinach. I can't speak to Spinach heritage. I can't speak today. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> My heritage is broccoli. <laughs> You're so stupid. So dumb. I'm just I'm just imagining a family of like spinach oh, and man. like their children are all different kinds of vegetables. <laughs> all right. I can't read the question anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish heritage, yes. And I've been seriously dating a Lebanese girl for almost a year. I love her very much and she knows sorry, and knows she's the one I want to be with forever. I think she feels the same way. She's met my family, but she's yet to tell her family about me. The challenge isn't just that she's from a traditional family, being Lebanese and Muslim, while I'm not, but a fear that her parents will think I'm taking her away from them. I also believe in family values and staying strongly connected, so I can empathize with this. Plus, I'm very open to living in Beirut one day, if that's what my girl wants. Her parents are visiting the United States next month. What's the best way to handle the situation? Any advice from my perspective, my perspective and from hers? Sorry, we're a month late answering your question. They left each other. Now it's over. It didn't work out. <laughs> so I really hope not. <laughs> it was I waiting feel, for our I advice. I feel so guilty. <laughs> yeah, shit um, but man, okay. I feel like it always comes down to both of you. Like I know f there's a lot of family values involved in everything. And it's important. A hundred percent. But like it always comes down to how your partner respects you and how like they prioritize you because if you're really in love and you're not just in a relationship you're building a partnership together it doesn't matter what family thinks you know what i mean so mm. if your girl thinks the same way and feels the same way as you do there's nothing to worry about well, how do you feel about the idea of when you f you marry into the family you do marry into the family i'm not saying you don't so how, how would that how would that translate for him? How's her family? Hmm. Because he's going to be involved. Now he said he's Christian and she and her and her family. She's Muslim? she's she's Lebanese Muslim. He's Spanish. Okay. You know, so from what Christian. I understood here, yeah. So it depends also. And he's from the United States. He he said he's willing to live in Beirut. He's he doesn't mind, which is a bold. It's actually very very nice. It's not just it's, bold. It's because it's it's Lebanon. It, yeah. <laughs> I love Lebanon, but it's not the most stable it's situation. It's not the most right stable now. situation, definitely, or country. Um. So him being open to living in Beirut is 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 a big thing. You know. Um. Already that it's like wow. Yeah, that's a big talk to have too. Like, maybe I. I do wonder. Sorry, I do wonder if she is willing to live in the states. I was gonna say, and what yeah. about her family too? You know? Yeah. Depends of her relationship with her, her with her family, and how that spills how that spills over into their relationship. Yeah. Very important to establish your relationship with your partner, and then the 
partner's family mm. and for boundaries to be set up there. Because of course you want to be very involved unless the the the, the family is unhealthy. Yeah. Right? But I feel like it's um uh, he's maybe worried because like they won't accept him being Spanish and all and not Lebanese or Muslim. Um and I think that's what worries him more the most. Um yeah. I think the, I wonder how long they've been together. Yeah. And if, if this is long distance or not. It is. He's from the States. No, but are so they're they're not my yeah, they're Oh, not if she lives in, in Lebanon? Yeah. yeah or if I they, don't know. If they see each other every month or two or something like that. Right. I know. guess there's some details missing here, but those are all factors that can play into it. Yeah. Um How I is think, she with her family? Yeah. If if we go with the idea that you marry into the family, then and family values are big for him, then that's the thing you can use. Mm -hmm. You can seek to build a bond with them. You know? That's a big compliment too to her. Yeah. Because one of the most beautiful things you could see is your partner um, vibing well yeah. with your family oh. and becoming part For of the family. Sure. Right? Um like you must have when you saw that it must have been really huge for you to see how smooth and it, it was between me and, and your family right yeah like the first thing you did to respect my family and you know uh, middle eastern values you knocked on my door you just showed on up. our first day you just showed up yeah you can talk about you that came straight to the door did we talk about that before no <laughs> first date yeah, first no thing, one does this. I'm I like, was waiting for him, you know. Normally, like dates I've had before, just pick me up, you know. Like, okay, I'm here, I'm in the car, and you weren't I'll a go. stranger. To be fair, though, I didn't know you already. To Regardless, some extent. Yeah, yeah, but you're you're like, I we're sort of friends, and sort of friends. You know, yeah. you weren't a complete stranger that I'm picking up on the first date. So I'm like, I kind of already know you. So I felt like I could take a step further, and yeah, but you know, even but fine. today, like no one does that anymore. I do. And look at us married. <laughs> but deep down, I liked it. I knew my my dad loved it, especially. Yeah. You know, it for for my dad, you doing that step, and just you know, ringing the doorbell, and mm -hmm. showing yourself was a big respectful move for my dad. You like already got one hundred points that day from my dad <laughs> just for doing that. <laughs> He's like, you know what you're doing. The best way but, to win her heart is to win the family's heart. Yeah. And for sure. But if your family is someone that judges everything or is super toxic to you and don't make you feel good about yourself. And, you know, I'm talking like really low nasty. class, nasty, toxic, um, unhealthy um, mental views of certain things that's not family values anymore that just that's just negativity in your life that you need to get rid of even if it's family and that you share the same blood because yeah. i'm a strong believer that even if you share blood or not if someone is very nasty to you that can be something you keep in your circle mm -hmm. ever and of course it's hard when it's family and you grew up with them but it's the best way to learn too. It's difficult, yeah. You know, it's the best way to learn. But like Mark said, I feel like the best way for for uh, you caring about her family is really just to do grand gestures and moves that 
Middle Eastern families love, like with Mark showing up at my door or shaking my dad's hand and showing his face and just... Although, maybe I wouldn't say grand gestures necessarily. They're not all grand, fancy They're not gestures, grand gestures. But they're thoughtful. But yeah. You know, they're just, it's something that, that lands. It's, they want to know more about you. Yes. Who my, are you? My goal from day one was whether this works or not, even mm-hmm. though I already knew it was going to work because I'm awesome. Um <laughs> And because we connected, I'm, I'm you are awesome. awesome. You are, yeah. It's it's it. By the way, jokes aside, it's important to know your value, and this is where I went in saying I am awesome in the sense that I know my value. That's what I'm bringing. So I have nothing to hide. Actual confidence. That's it. Yeah, I didn't. I don't mean this in an arrogant way. It's knowing your worth. So yeah. I came in from day one. I said I know my worth. I know what I bring. I have nothing to hide. So. I'm going to show myself for day one. Whether it works or not, at least they see who they're, who they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't looking for something uh, superficial with you. I'm mm-hmm. looking for something serious. Which means that from the get-go, without rushing, obviously, mm-hmm. I have to show my intentions. Yeah, That's how I roll. I don't play games. I'm like, this is I'm interested. And you saw this how I was dealing, like, uh, when we were talking... My intentions were clear. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Very enthusiastic and optimistic. Maybe I move faster than you, you initially are used to. Yeah. That's just me because I'm I'm a very enthusiastic person. You know what you want. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, day one, it's your mom that opened the door. Yeah. They, smiling. And then the second time you picked me up, dad, it was my dad. Who was trying to be all like stern. You know, yeah. Like, I, well, he had a smirk on his face, yeah, yeah. actually. Uh, he just shook my hand, <laughs> walked away. <laughs> and wasn't it that same day it was where... his I, way of saying, I like you. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I think that was the same day where I, when I dropped you, they were sitting oh, outside. Man. Yeah, no, you met the second whole family. Second date. <laughs> I just sat outside with he everyone. He met the whole family on the second date. And I was just like, I wanted the floor to swallow me. In you that asked moment, me. You were like... Uh, oh god they're outside do you want to sit well I, I i didn't i wanted you to go home but i feel like it would have made you look bad to leave like that yeah so i it's kind of go, a mm. you know yeah it was weird so i just let you uh and i was like yeah sure sit a bit yeah because sure. i think they also invited you to like come sit with us yes and then you yeah this is where you're like uh-oh so i looked at what you what do like, i do do you want to <laughs> sit with my family <laughs> Okay, let's let's do and this. I sat. Yeah, but I did it. I think I did it smoothly. I just stayed like five ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, That's five it. ten minutes, and you were just so like, don't tell me you weren't nervous. No, I wasn't. You were really quiet. Yes, because that's my style. I'm first of all, I'm introvert, and second, I don't barge in. It's right. the second date. I just met like I literally met your family in a context where we're not even in a in a uh, yet in a formal relationship. You know? Yeah, but that made them think that you were you were like antisocial, very shy and antisocial. Yeah, because when you left, and I still remember, my sister was like, "Is he okay? Like, why does he not talk? Like, is he?" Right? And I'm like, "I don't know. He's probably shy, guys." Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's honestly just it. it's it's I'm being polite because I'm like I barely know anyone, right? Yeah. yeah. But when when they would say something, I would, I would say something and smile and laugh. But yeah, also it's you know um anyways regardless you you did the moves that i um that you knew would work that would be like respected and appreciated by my family i feel like that's that's that matters a lot to me especially i mean how can i say this 
there are some things my family um, thinks that I don't agree with, but with certain mm. values when it comes to relationships, everything you did while we were dating were something I appreciated and my family appreciated as well. Right. So to relate to that actually is if one thing you can do is if you have to navigate a difficult, let's pretend that you're navigating a difficult, very conservative family. Mm-hmm. If that's the case with the if question that's here the case, yeah. um, or anything challenging, there's a way you can do it that is wise and smooth and that and supportive. Meaning you can set boundaries, especially if you notice something isn't healthy or it's stepping on your relationship without making it harder for the girl or for the guy. Meaning you there's a way to do it that's supportive. Yeah. You 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 it's okay to not agree with a certain thing, but also not deliberately making making it harder. Like making the your partner feel worse for the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead it's like, okay. This is, I don't agree with that, but I respect that this is important to you or that your family needs it a certain way. Let's see if we can find a middle ground. Mm-hmm. And I believe in the slow, steady way. You mm-hmm. know, when, when you do it slowly, you, you give time to build, you know, comfort and trust, which is the other reason why my strategy was to be very transparent, mm-hmm. nothing to hide, right? And why I approached it with the, you know, introvert way in the beginning. I think it's maybe more prudent, but it's, I think, better than the opposite where you just barge in. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, it's kind of in our face too much. Yeah. You know, you build trust. You show you're a respectable person and respectful and you're worthy of trust. Sometimes you can just ask her. Yes. Is there something you need me to do or say or like learn, you know, while your parents are What can I do to contribute to this relationship? What can I do to make things as healthy and smooth for you right awesome next next so yeah so to to get back to what i said in the beginning of this episode a month ago on instagram we asked what is the biggest challenge you're facing right now in your relationship and i'll start with one of them someone wrote the fact that my wife wants to move abroad and i don't want to this has been causing conflict so that's a really good one. But like, I feel like it's, there's a lot of details that need to be mentioned here, which aren't. Yeah, that's a big one. It's a yeah. broad thing. It's like, okay, why are you moving? Like, is it why for work? do you want to move abroad? Yeah. yeah, Is it for work? Is it just because you feel more connected to that country? Uh, you have family there. You have like, what's the reason? So if the reason makes sense makes sense what makes sense okay what makes sense to you what makes sense so if i can just jump in um every relationship demands sacrifice Mm. the nature of a relationship is you step away from me and into us we so which means sacrifice there is no way that there is no change and adaptation and compromise that is um avoided yeah sorry that is not required it is required to compromise to sacrifice to meet someone halfway because the reason you do that you do a lifestyle change to some extent because the person is worth it so you got to know your priorities 
Now, it's important also to sacrifice and know your priorities without it changing the core of who you are and your core values. So if you had to move somewhere and it really meant a lot for you, most likely I'd be like, okay, so I'm coming with you. Yeah. Let's say it was really beneficial to your career. What I would try to do, let's say, because we work together in the business, but let's say you had your own and I had my own. I would try and find a way because I believe one of my main mantras is find a way. Mm -hmm. There is a way. So if let's say you needed to move to France or UK, I don't know, Australia. And you work from home. Let's for say. example. Yeah. Or I did have the opportunity maybe to work from home with that job or a new job. I would try to make that happen. Yeah. Right. That's what I contribute. So what can I contribute? If let's say you don't want to move abroad because there is no way, then can the other person do that? Mm -hmm. If you can't meet each other halfway without it breaking your core values, then, then I understand when there's a breakup. Yeah. But if you are with each other because you are each other's priorities, then I believe that every other decision must revolve around that. Yeah. If we're married, it means we are each other's priorities. If we have kids, you, the like the marriage and the kids, the family is the priority. Meaning yeah. any decision I make, work or anything, revolves around that. I don't revolve the kids and my wife around the career. Yeah, That causes obsessive behavior. And a lot of divorces happen because of that. Because daddy's not home. He's always prioritizing work and then the excuse is well i'm trying to bring food to the table yeah but you're not here yeah right so in the same way something like that is what is the priority in your relationship so find a way sacrifice without changing the core of who you are yeah and if that doesn't work then the breakup is justified otherwise you can find a way but i think there is more of a way than people think. It takes a lot of work. You can dig for it. But if you keep digging, you can find the gold mm -hmm. without having to break the... Uh, especially if you really value that relationship. Mm -hmm. It's just a test. The other thing I was going to add is have a plan. Meaning if you had to leave for five months, that wouldn't change anything to me. If, yeah, if it required you to be away for five months, I'd be like, we're still married. I'm not looking at any other woman. I'm not leaving you. Yeah. But I have a plan. You're going to live there because it's a huge opportunity. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, I'm in. But give me five months. Yeah. I'm going to do all everything I can. I will see you then. And we, it becomes a long distance temporary. But there's a plan. Yeah. Five, six months. We live together in that new place. Exactly. So having a plan part goes along with knowing your priorities. So what makes sense to you. Exactly. Which revolves around that. Basically. That's it. Um, second thing, different faiths. I faiths. Yes, different faiths. Different faiths. Okay, I believe in God. He does not. I love him, but it's hard to not share something so important to me. That's a good one because I feel like we, coming from a Christian Middle Eastern background, there's a lot of things from that we don't associate with or agree with. Between you and me? No. No, in yeah. No, yeah. but we have the same... But what if no, I was no, no, an atheist no. or vice versa? It's not going to change anything to me. But um, how would you describe our faith? Without institution. Yeah. De-institutionalized. Right. 
And um, but that's a different topic. That's a different topic for sure. But I mean, we're on the same page with that. If I was an atheist, would this bother you? Not at all. Okay. But you will question me in regards to why I don't believe. Yeah, but I don't... My identity, who I am, is not tied... Because I'm spiritual, but not institutional. So I was born and raised Christian, but I'm not attached to the Christian church. I have Mm -hmm. a lot of issues with the institution, but... Just this is just more personal talk here, but what I'm trying to say is if you were mm-hmm. if you were very attached and I'm not, I don't care for it, it wouldn't scare me unless you are imposing things. For example, exactly. if you're forcing me to go to church every uh, on Sundays, I'd be like, I don't do that. This is where I draw a line. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I'd be like, okay, I, I can do it maybe once a month with you. Because right. it matters to you and you matter to me. Right. So in that sense, I don't think it's a problem if you are athe- if he is atheist and you're not. It's a he? It's he's atheist? Uh, and his husband? Or the... He does not, yeah. Okay. So if he's atheist and she's deeply religious, I think it's a beautiful opportunity hmm. to meet each other in the middle. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter. If I'm comfortable in my atheism... Your faith or your religion doesn't threaten me. Mm-hmm. If that's your personal beliefs, you have the right to believe them. I can't prove you wrong. I like from from the from the perspective of an atheist, I can't prove there's no God if that's really the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'm not in a position where I'm going to try and change your beliefs, mm-hmm. unless you're trying to impose your beliefs and with it a certain lifestyle. Like example, you got to go every week to do this. This you're not allowed to do. No, now you're ch- trying to change. How I live, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say it's also something where, b- because he's an atheist and she's not, she believes in God, um, he's so against everything that has to do with religion and institution that he's not willing, let's say, to get married in a church or, uh, or, or get married the traditional way, the religious traditional way. He doesn't want to do that, but it's completely against what she believes in. And that's something she does want to do. I see why it gets in the way of their relationship because that's something, of course, that that's very important to her and matters for her. Yeah. And I feel like the compromise here you mentioned before is where he should maybe open himself up to that and do it because if she matters to him, yes. he should. I think it makes a difference if you know why you're doing it. You yeah. might not give, you know, might not care about the religion. But you care about her and it matters to her. So if you know you're doing it for her, then you can be at peace with that and you can accept it. You know what I mean? Being at peace. Because there's atheists also that are like at peace with just not believing. But if they were to get married in a church, it's not going to change anything for them or their belief because whatever. And there's atheism where you're angry at everything and you don't want to step foot in a church or a mosque or any other religious uh right you know facility yeah i so guess that's a specific experience you that's went like through that made different... you hateful yeah um but that can be true of also the other part religious fundamentalists who are also hateful of everything that doesn't agree true. with their beliefs so but when you're going to that it's beyond belief now it's ego like you're so attached to this thing or this anti-thing that 
at this point, how can you even be in a relationship with someone to whom this matters, right? Mm -hmm. If you're against everything related to the belief, it's not about the belief anymore. You don't want to go into step into a church. You want to get married into a church. You, you don't even, that's that's going beyond the belief now. Now it's going into a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And of course, your lifestyle has to match. If your lifestyle doesn't blend, mm -hmm. then it's not going to work. Yeah. Belief or not. Also, and for anything else as well, don't ever put religion and that goes for anything else. Don't put anything between you and your partner. If I get it's something you believe in, but if you're bringing that into your relationship and you're forcing it and imposing it, then I understand why it's a challenge. And it's going to remain a challenge because you're making it a factor between each other and you're causing this drift. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's something that you should never even put or impose on your partner in general yeah. you know i think also it depends how attached you are you are to your opinions yeah there are people who are very attached to their opinions as attached to them as they would be to life meaning if you threaten my opinion you threaten my life so i will fight you heavily yeah. to to prove you wrong and to prove that my opinions are right because otherwise it means that it's a threat to my existence yeah but then that's sourced from anger yeah an ego an deep ego. attachment right there's a there's a i think it's a zen buddhist exercise where they teach the monks to argue with each other but about the opposite view mm -hmm. <laughs> so to, to learn to detach from your opinion interesting holding an opinion is different from gripping it yeah. Because an opinion is another word for a point of view, which means a point of view. You're seeing it from a side. There's another side you're not seeing. And if you can open yourself up to that side, you might discover things. Whether you agree or not, it's good to open yourself up. So that's why I feel like someone who's coming in from an opposing view, religious or political, mm -hmm. ideological, mm -hmm. there's an opportunity to listen to the other side. Yeah. So if they can do that... They can find love that's in between, actually, that is yeah. beyond the opinion and the beliefs. Exactly. Love is beyond beliefs. Exactly. Next. Next. Someone just wrote this. Making enough money. That's it. That's all they wrote. That's the challenge? Oh, them personally? That's the challenge. Making enough money. So Wait, I guess and for the relationship? Making, yeah. So I guess they're not making enough money. So that's probably Or one causing, of them it feels like they aren't. Or maybe it's the uh, one of the partners is not making the other feel bad for not making enough money which mm. is the biggest red flag but um Why? let's go with that we're not which, assuming that's the I'm case i'm not gonna say it's a red flag no let me go back on my word here of course making enough money and being financially stable is very important but what is your plan together because if Make not making enough money, which is a certain amount for you to be able to shop as much as you want per month or buying the shoes you want or buying the car you want or buying the whatnot and feeling like you're not um, rich enough or at the same level as that person is the red flag. Those are reasons for red flags, because if those are your arguments, then I'm sorry, it's shallow shallow well, and greedy yeah i mean it's if, very yeah go ahead yeah because and i'm i'm we're in such a good position right now financially knocking oh, on wood here but 
it was a challenge in the beginning of our relationship. We weren't when we met. We weren't, exactly. And then COVID hit. And then COVID hit. But I feel like COVID is where actually helped our business and boost, which is funny, but grateful. Um, But money was, and I'm not going to lie, money was a A subject of a lot of our conversations. It was a subject. It still is. And it still is, but right now in a very more comfortable space and very open. And speaking of the series, How to Mm -hmm. Get Rich, talking about money and being so vulnerable and open and transparent of your accounts, your your checking, mm-hmm. savings, your yeah. debt, all of that with your partner changes everything. We were open from the beginning. Also. We were open. We really, from the beginning. That's why it allowed us to open a business together. We had a joint together. account, a business yeah. joint account before getting married. Yeah, like, I didn't believe in, in you know, you Separation having, or... Uh, yeah, as in it's my money and your money. If we're yeah. in a relationship, it's our money. Yeah. And we help each other. Show me what you got. I show you what what I have. And also, what's that word that people sign before getting married? That, prenup? Prenup, yeah. Like, you're not a, we're not believers of prenups. No, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. And why? explain why you hate it. So if I understand correctly, a prenup is in case we leave each other, we have our own. I don't agreement. get your share. You don't get my share. That's all it is. But yeah. it can be. I think. I think in a prenup, you can put all kinds of conditions, whatever you, you can, want. Yeah. Ultimately, like you're just it's more financially uh, yeah. safe. Let's say, like you can't like ask for something. Like yeah. your partner can't ask for something back. You know what I mean? A prenup for me cancels the con- the concept, the idea of a leap of faith. Of a marriage. Yeah, I understand that marriages can end. Yeah. But a leap of faith means a risk. And I'm a big risk taker mm. because I, it's like it, it excites me to take risks for something I believe in. I don't take risks for any stupid thing. Yeah. I take risks that are worth it. Mm-hmm. Big calculated risks, but that have a big reward. Mm-hmm. That I'm not afraid to fail also if they don't work. Meaning I give everything and if, if it doesn't work out, Take it all. I don't give a shit. Because yeah. I gave it all. Mm-hmm. And I have no regret. You know what I mean? But so anyway, so in terms of prenups, I don't believe in that just personally because I feel like I'm insulting you. I feel like I'm telling you in case you believe each other, you're not getting shit. Yeah, so it's you like... You know what I mean? Yeah. But we're, all, we're building our entire life You're already together. installing that belief that we might leave each other. Yeah. Before it means it wasn't a real leap of faith to me. It means yeah. you're like, uh, you never know. Yeah. You know what I mean? For me, it's like, no, I don't give a shit. All in. Yeah. Jump. If you want to also... For me, it's like if you want to do a prenup before getting married, just don't get married. It's like some people... I'm trying to play devil's advocate here because others get married because of the idea of getting married. And they fall for someone that they're not truly in love with, but they just marry them because it's safe and it's comfortable and it's something accepted by family. You know, someone right. accepted by family. So and the clock do, is ticking. And the clock is ticking. So they'll sign that prenup to be <clears> on the safe side. But then this just proves that your marriage isn't out of love. But they might tell and you to keep playing devil's advocate. Love isn't everything. Especially the money one. In what context? For a lot of people, it'd be like, love is just, you know, it's a feeling. It's exciting, blah, blah, blah. But... But they'll talk about money is the real uh, talk. But to that, I would say, that's part of love. Not financial stability. 
Because when something like a pandemic hits and you lose your job, you can't always guarantee financial stability. Mm-hmm. What you can guarantee is a supportive partner, right? Who's there for you. You got to do your work, obviously, not just be like, well, okay, I'm just going to sell my ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and also you can be going through through something psychologically, emotionally that sets you back six months to a year. Shit happens. That's when you realize it's not the money that keeps you together. It's the value of your relationship. You could be in a dumpster together, but you're still together. Just like when I see a homeless person and their dog is with them. You might argue that he's, you know, that dog is suffering. I see a loyal dog that's not with their part, uh, with their owner, because of a luxurious house they live in. Mm-hmm. It's because that's all they have. Like they, they feel have, safety. Yeah. yeah, it's like their dog is their soulmate. Yeah. So, I find that. Both heartbreaking and heartwarming. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all that to say is making enough money, that's that's subjective. Exactly to your point is that what is the making enough money for what? Yeah. Financial stability. stability. Making enough money to buy a house. It's just, it's, yeah. it's very vague. But in general, money is, is it depends your context. It it's a huge talk though yeah, in a relationship. It's one of the biggest reasons people leave each other. Yeah. Or one of the biggest reasons people get into fights. And it was shocking to me to see that people, at least in, in the... Uh, the show? Yeah. So that's what I wanted to mention. Go for it. Uh, that so many couples in that show revealed, because they're very open about how much debt they have and how much they're making and everything. They have to be for, for, the, Ramit, show, yeah. for the show, for Ramit to be able to help them financially. And from my discovery watching it, a lot of couples aren't really open about their financial accounts and how much debt they have and some some of them hide it and they don't say it to their partner some of the stuff they discovered was on the show like they reveal it like yeah while they're talking i don't know you had that much yeah and it's shocking to us because we're so open already about our finances transparent from the the get-go and it's just and us it makes sense for it to be 50 50 because our business is both of our equal work and time we put together so it makes sense to have it a 50-50. But you'll have couples where one partner is making three times what the other's doing. So if that partner needs to pay three times the amount of debt per month, it's understandable. It's they like Ramit helped them understand that it's a proportionate way of dealing and mm-hmm. putting down your debts, right? Yeah. And if you're like and it's nice to see couples because there's couples in the show sorry i'm trying to like formulate phrases here there's a couple in the show that will be very comfortable saying everything that i have is yours and everything you have is mine and that's what marriage is to me when it comes to money that's how it should be because that's what a marriage is everything i have is yours and everything you have is mine and it's not to be greedy or shallow. It's just, it's a partnership. This is what a relationship you're, is. You're a team. Even if you don't have a business together, you're still a partnership. So exactly, you're a team. That's what he called it. Your team. There was another couple in the show where she was making more than him. And unfortunately, there's, because of society, he felt For less shame. of a man. Yeah. Because she's making more. But why? You know, it's... On the contrary, so he he felt like he he needed to stay home. But what helped him gain more freedom is finding a job. 
and it actually helped the relationship and that worked for them you but know he also started revealing to her uh how he felt because yeah but also there's things she was she was paying that she wasn't paying attention to that she wasn't paying that attention he to. was bringing yeah. because he had more time to exactly was more staying at home more and that helped her but because they weren't talking about it before right which is again that was the shocking part to me but i see why money talk or talking finance seems to be a difficult thing for a lot of people yeah. but i think it's not so much about the money but it's about how it connects to your self-worth and who you are because how you manage your money connects to how you manage your life yeah. so you you tend you can be scared about revealing it or, or or losing some part of yourself if the person sees it like either it's embarrassing or i'm scared or i have trust issues but if you understand that you're going to a relationship to be completely open and transparent that also means i need to show you everything finance it's a must yes some partners will talk more about wins than they'll talk about losses you need to talk especially about losses yeah and talk about what it means to you to make enough money so for what talk to your partner about what that means talk to you about if this is your feeling like i need to i feel like i need to make more money like yeah. it would, a lot of men it tends to be the case i need to make yeah. more money so i can i'm on a certain social status that i'm not shamed mm -hmm. um talk to your partner about what that means and i think it can be difficult for men especially because they tend in our society you tend a man tends to associate his self-worth with his, how much money, how much he, makes, money he makes whether he owns a house whether yeah. you know what i mean besides the muscle <laughs> yeah it's the money you yeah. know whereas for women it tends to be the image you know, yeah. the appearance um those are the like the 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 the, the pressures yeah so if that's the case if that's if that's your your priority like if everything you described if that's what you're going to be prioritizing in your relationship you're going to be facing challenges all the time it's inevitable opening opening your wallet so to speak is also opening your heart yeah oh yeah that's a good way to put it totally because they go together that was really like, good yeah yeah like worthy, like worthy of getting framed somewhere yeah all like right. a t-shirt or something open your wallet open your heart <laughs> No, but yeah. it's true. It that's is, why yeah. I did it from the get-go with you again. Is and you did it too. I don't. Were you afraid of revealing everything financial to me no, on your side? No. Well, because I was blessed enough to not have like debts. You know, I lived uh, with my family. My my dad paid uh, pretty much everything for me and uh, all the big things. I mean, until I like started getting a job and mm -hmm. paying for, and buying things myself. Um, but yeah, no, it's because I didn't really have all debts or a lot of debts, you know. Would you have been more embarrassed if you had, a, let's say, more debts to reveal that to me? Depends how much. Let's, I don't know. Let's if pretend, let's say you had $40,000 of debt. Would you have told me from... I could have, yeah. yeah. I could have been like, I have $40,000. The thing is, though, debts. the difference with me is I would be asking you. I'd be like, we need to have that talk. Yeah. You need to tell me everything. I'm about to tell you everything. Do not hide anything from me. Yeah. But I think that goes into also allowing the person to feel like they can trust you. Yeah. Can't just be like, show me all your money. Right. I need to show you that you can tell me. You yeah. know? So that requires me also to do my part. Yeah. Um, and in terms of money, there is always a way you can find a way to make find more money. So if you're worried about making more money, we had nothing. 
<laughs> okay, in the very beginning. We had nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but don't go with the philosophy of, don't approach wanting to make enough money as if I can't make enough money. Mm. Don't approach making, I need to make enough money as in like, I'm scared I can't make enough. It's more like, I am going to find a way to make more money. Yeah. I'm finding a way to make money. Yeah. Don't have a fear-based relationship with money. And to close, our last one. Someone wrote, um, having kids. She's eager to have natural, but I want to adopt. We kinda, that was, we that was a about very this. interesting one. Yeah, we, I think we had... Um, an argument <laughs> no it started it started it was really funny it started with uh, playing devil's advocate it started with me playing devil's advocate because okay mark and i want natural we want our own kids yes my own flesh and blood my own flesh and blood and it's only natural natural huh. uh but it's so funny <laughs> let's play devil's advocate some people might have this attachment with wanting to adopt it's something they feel like they have maybe a purpose they have this purpose in wanting to adopt. And or if they can't, Mark's maybe. way, yeah, Mark's way of seeing that, like, okay, so let's say I want natural, you want to adopt. We'd compromise with having one natural uh, kid and uh, our second kid could be from an adoption Adopt, center, yeah. you know? And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, of course. But I said, what if the partner just wants to adopt? Is that what if they don't want to give birth? Said, what if I to... only want would you still be? Yeah, living? like it's my body. I don't want to give birth. And there's so many kids out there that don't have parents. And I want to adopt. That's it. You know? And what did I say? You said you'd leave me. I said no. He said we said, would you leave me? Would you stay would be with like, me? Would you be I with said me? no. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and I got he said it he <laughs> said it so quickly. No. And I was so offended. I was like, how dare you? I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. But it's funny because it's a huge topic. It's like it literally is. saying, do you want kids? If I didn't want kids, would you be with me? I'd be like, no, Yeah, a because lot of people get I divorced. want kids. Yeah, and a lot of people get can get divorced uh, because of that. But that's a huge kids. reason. It is, yeah. It's not like if I had a blue car, yeah. you know what I mean? Or if I wanted a huge house versus a less big house. Okay, but then I told you... Mm. I'm like, okay, I get it. But what if I can't have kids? Oh, that's very different. I'm like, why is that different? Because then you're not having your kids. And I said, because I believe that we're together because of, yes, there's choice, but also I believe in life bringing you what your life, life's purpose is. Mm. So if you can't have kids, then I accept that this is my life's purpose. In other words, this is what God wants for me. And so the natural thing to do, that means, is to adopt. That would be the natural thing. That would be the natural thing. So that means that that's what God wants from me. Mm -hmm. Or life, or the universe, whatever you want to call it. Because God is, is a, you know, is a, is a, is a word. <laughs> um, God is everything and nothing. Life, the force. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... But if you had the choice, and of course, we spoke about this from the very beginning. I yeah. want kids. You wanted kids, so... That's it. Done. That, that's in Arabic, it means خلص. that's it. That's it. Because we both agree on that. So in regards of she's eager to have natural and you want to adopt, how about doing both? I mean, maybe it's a lot to ask. It's also not a, 
the cheapest thing. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but, but I think there's a process with adopting. Can you it's compromise on that? Can right? you compromise? Also, why? It's important to talk about the why. Yeah. If you told me I want to adopt because I really feel connected to that and I want to bring a child into our life, hmm. I would be, I would definitely understand. But I'm like, I want kids that are my f- flesh and blood. Yeah. And, and that is fair. your right. That's fair. It would be, I'd be an asshole to try and prevent you from doing that. Mm-hmm. And that could be a huge heartbreak because you're like, I love you, but that can't happen. Also, don't leave that talk to after you've been together for five years. Yeah. Like have that talk within the first few months. You want kids? It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely huge. Honestly, like... It I, is the biggest thing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want kids? No. Okay, done. When, when did we talk about that? On like our well, first date, to imagine. I, it was very early. It was very early. We were clear on wanting to have kids. Yeah. If 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 you wanted two kids and I want three, that's a different talk. Fine, we can find a middle. What? Maybe I wanted five kids, and you're like, "Whoa, that's too much." Let me relax. Yeah, and you might be like, "I want two. We're like, "Okay, but I want kids." Maybe I think finding the middle ground is maybe three. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't. It's very different from saying, "Do you want kids or do you not want kids, mm-hmm. or do you want to adopt?" Or do you want your own flesh and blood? Mm-hmm. Those are huge talks that are each person's right. So yeah. in that case, you're both entitled to your rights, of course. And ask the why. Yeah. And I hope that one big mistake you should never make is let's say you don't want kids or you want a specific kind. And you brought it up within the first month. And the other person says, ah, I can, I'll convince him in a year. He'll change his mind. Mm. You're extending a relationship based on a project. You're, you're assuming the person is going to change their mind and dragging something and dragging the inevitable. Yeah. That's a huge mistake. Do not make that mistake. Make sure you're clear on big topics like that. Big topics from the very beginning. Yeah. Preach. That is it for today, guys. She was like actually doing this. Like, yeah, because this, this episode has been dragging and it's been too long. It's important. It's been a month. I know. I know. It's a big one. And this is a new mic. We'll be back next Saturday too. Don't worry about it. Wrap it up, baby. (laughs) Thank you for listening and supporting us. Share your thoughts, stories, throw us questions, and let us know if you need relationship advice on our website, riceprojects.com slash heartheaded. That's rise. R-Y-Z-E, baby. Projects.com slash heartheaded without the dash. Sign up to our newsletter to stay up to date with our podcast and all of our announcements. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and directly on our website, riceprojects.com. With that said, we love you guys. Stay awesome. And we'll see you on the next you. episode. That was a bit too long. Yeah. I kind of like, yeah, sorry. About that. That's, that's and we'll be, we'll be here next Saturday. And thank you for waiting one month for us to be back. <laughs> okay, time to stop. Okay, love you guys. <laughs> Bye.